Hey, hey, homesteaders, and welcome to the TLC Mini Farm Podcast, where we discuss all things related to urban homesteading. I am your host, Tawny Fan. Today, I will be sharing some tips for new gardeners, as I know there are a lot of you out there. In my previous episode, which was Ask a Homesteader, our guest Nick joined us, and there were some great thoughts from that interview that I wanted to touch upon once again, as well as share a few more tips. If you are new to gardening, it can seem both exciting and overwhelming. You think you're going to plop some seeds in the ground and things will magically appear and boom, just like that, beautiful flowers and plump, juicy tomatoes are ready to be harvested. For the most part, it does work like that, but in between the seeds going into the soil and harvest time, a lot of things can go wrong. For example, pests may come along and destroy a whole bed of new seedlings that just germinated. The weather can take a turn from one extreme to another and zap, your plant babies are all gone and you have to start over. Maybe there are issues with the soil and that is affecting the health and productivity of your plants. There are so many factors that can impact the success of your plants, but at the end of the day, just keep growing, learning, and try again. So to help you on your journey, here are some things to keep in mind to help you out as a new gardener. The first thing is to know and realize that there are a lot of ways to get the same results in the garden. There are many techniques, strategies, tips, tricks, or possibly even hacks you might call them for things like starting seeds, transplanting, up-potting, propagating plants, deterring pests, and so on. There is no perfect or best method. There are many methods and I encourage you to try them all until you find something that works for you. One example of this is composting. There are numerous ways that you can make compost for your garden. You can make compost in bins, heaps, pens, piles, pits, trenches, and craters. You can create compost using techniques such as comforter composting, using honey holes, or using worms to do the work for you in a vermicomposter. You see, there are a lot of techniques to accomplishing the same task, and that is to create material that will improve your soil's organic content, texture, drainage, and fertility. If you are interested in learning more about composting, visit our website at tlcminifarm.com and check out the show notes for this episode to find a link to a comprehensive book on composting. Now, I own this same book and I found it to be a great resource for both new and experienced gardeners looking to up their composting game. So, back to my original thought of there are a lot of ways to get the same results. Experiment and play around with various ideas and techniques and so on in the garden. This experimentation is part of the learning and growing. The second thing to keep in mind as a new gardener is to start small. Nick and I discussed this idea in the previous episode. Starting small allows you to play with and tweak different variables in your garden. Things like the size of containers and the type of containers if you are a container gardener. 
You can also tweak the type of soil and amendments that you're using. You can see what watering schedule works best for each section of your garden. You can adjust placement of plants in different locations depending on the amount of sunlight. You can see what grows best depending on the time of year and how best to handle pest problems. Starting on a small scale will allow you to better observe and adjust. And if something fails and goes terribly wrong, it's just a small investment in space, time, and probably money. Once you feel more comfortable and confident, then slowly expand your garden in both size and varieties of plants. You will still tinker with the different variables, but you will slowly dial in everything over time. Starting small will most likely lead to more successes in the garden. Which leads me to my next tip. Success breeds success. So as a new or newer gardener, I highly recommend you start with some garden center purchased seedlings or transplants, as opposed to starting from seeds. You can mix in some seeds as well, but starting with seeds can take more work, it does take more patience, and there are a lot of factors to getting healthy, robust seedlings. By starting with store-bought seedlings, you have a jump start on the growing season with plants that are already hardy and robust enough to go straight into your garden. Most garden centers will carry varieties that will perform well in your growing zone and plants that are appropriate for the current growing season. All you need to do is transplant them and keep them well watered and you're halfway there. You will feel success and a sense of accomplishment when you're able to harvest your flowers or veggies and have that very first proud moment as it creates an excitement within you to continue with gardening. If you fail and nothing comes of your garden, that excitement for gardening may wane and you will be less likely to continue on your gardening journey. Hence my tip for starting with healthy plants. Because success breeds success, I want your first gardening experiences to be successful. Now, starting from seeds can be fun and exciting as well. Seeds are much more affordable and you can start varieties that aren't normally sold as seedlings at the local garden center. There are some seeds that are super easy to get going, so I don't want to suggest that you not try growing from seeds, but depending on the variety, some seeds can be challenging. I have created a recommended seed list that I think should do well in any garden should you want to try growing from seeds. You can find that list in the show notes for this episode. Finding success and feeling accomplished in the garden will keep you happy and excited to stay on the journey of learning and growing. My next tip is to get connected to other gardeners in your neighborhood, in the community, or on social media. You can learn so much through these connections and I have found most people in the gardening community to be very supportive, giving, and positive. Through these connections, I have learned so much more over the years about gardening and homesteading. People show what they are growing, which exposes me to new varieties. People explain how they do things in the garden, which broadens my knowledge. People do garden tours, which gives me ideas on garden design and setup. 
and others show what they are doing with the flowers and bountiful baskets of fruits and veggies that they harvest from their gardens. Within these circles, people ask questions, cheer each other on, and swap seeds and stories that help each other find both success and fulfillment. I have met and connected with many gardeners and homesteaders through Instagram, and some I have even met in the real world and have created real-world friendships with these fellow gardeners. It is great to have a network of people who share a similar interest, so make those connections. Speaking of social media, though, my final tip is this, and I am really just reiterating something that Nick said in the previous episode, and that is, don't compare your garden and what you are doing to what you see on social media. It takes time to get to a place where people have a bountiful and lush garden. It takes time to figure out a garden design and layout that works for their space, and people don't always share their garden fails. They don't always show all the weeds that they had to pull, and not everyone has the same number of hours to dedicate to their garden. There is so much satisfaction in growing your own garden, so focus on your successes and use what you see on social media as motivation and to learn more about gardening. One of my favorite quotes is, comparison is the thief of joy. And this is so true when it comes to social media. The perfect looking harvest basket, a vase full of flowers from a cut flower garden, a trellis dripping with clusters of grapes with the most perfect lighting and dew on each round globe. Every gardener deals with the same issues. Wind, snow, rain, heat, insects, rodents, birds, poor germination rates, and so on. Comparing your garden to what you see will only make you feel like you are behind everyone else. And the reality is, this is not a race to reach some destination, but really an individual journey which will be unique to you. Today's tips were really more about having a certain frame of mind as you begin your gardening journey. As an educator who tries to instill a growth mindset in our youth, I think it is really important for us to have a growth mindset as adults, as we should all strive to be lifelong learners. And you will find, if you haven't figured it out already, there is so much to learn when it comes to gardening. I wish you luck and a lot of success in the garden. Thank you for joining us for today's episode, and I hope there was at least one takeaway that will be helpful as you continue on your gardening journey of learning and growing. Visit our website at tlcminifarm.com for the show notes for this episode. You can also follow us on Instagram at tlcminifarm. Until next time, happy homesteading, everyone!